Hello and welcome back to Control-Alt-Delete. This episode is with Jericho Mandiber. We recorded it in LA in the Girlboss offices. You might have read the book Girlboss by Sophia Amoruso. She was the original founder of Nasty Girl and um, the book came out and was a New York Times bestseller. And the term Girlboss um, was used widely. Um, Girlboss has sort of changed since then. Um, it's a really interesting website now and a media company. And I really wanted to talk to Jericho because she's currently the editorial director of Girlboss Media and they're doing some really interesting things and I thought we could learn a lot from her about startups, tech and also the podcast network that Girlboss have launched which is an all-female network for podcasters. I had the best time in LA. We recorded this um, at their offices in Silver Lake. Thank you to Air New Zealand for my flight and um, Visit California organised the most amazing trip. I did a lot of different things, both work and holiday. And um, I've got a lot of content going out on my website in the next few weeks. So stay tuned for that. So back to Girlboss Media, it was founded for women redefining success on their own terms. It was also founded by Sophia Amoruso and um, Girlboss Media was really born from the Girlboss book and the popularity of that, how it inspired a generation of women to take action and to define their own personal definition of success. In this episode, we talk about Jericho's career journey up till now. She previously held senior positions at sites like Mashable, which is a huge online tech magazine. She worked at Oyster Magazine, MTV and ASOS. Jericho hosts the podcast called Self Service, and she's also a weekly guest on Girlboss Radio. Self Service is the second show to launch on the Girlboss Network, and it's described as your cosmic comfort zone where self-care is celebrated. They get real about emotions. They have thoughtful and funny conversations and they talk about astrology in a really fun way. In this episode, we have a great chat about podcasting, startups, work, astrology, and also imposter syndrome. And I hope you enjoy this episode. Um, it was really great to visit the Girlboss HQ and also catch up with Jericho about the plans for Girlboss in 2018. Here it is. So welcome, Jericho, to my podcast. I'm in Girlboss HQ. This is so exciting. Yay, I'm so excited too. Thank you for having me and being here. And we're in your new podcast studio, yep. which is kind of too cool for just an audio room. Like, the <laughs> colours are great. You're helping me rank it in. <laughs> this carpet is it's bright. If you look at it for too long, it'll hurt your eyes, but it's a beautiful pink. Yeah, it's Instagrammable for sure. And also really on brand. Yes, very. So I really wanted to interview you for the podcast because, um, well, I listened to your the podcast that you're on with Sophia Amoruso, but you've just started your own, which we'll mm -hmm. talk about in a bit. I also follow your the newsletter that you write for Girlboss. Oh, cool. And I love it. I love what you guys are doing. Um, on newsletters and, and obviously the website but I wanted to ask you a bit about how you kind of found yourself at Girlboss because you've had such an interesting career up till now and I just wondered how you stumbled across it and how you discovered the world of Girlboss. Yeah um, good question it, it, it has been a really kind of diverse career I guess but I first was in touch with Sophia when I was at uh, Oyster Magazine, which is a fashion magazine based out of Sydney. And she asked me about working for Nasty Gal. And I was just like really in my groove there. So I, like, I think I, I spoke to someone in HR, but I was just like, oh, nah, it's fine. And it didn't go anywhere. 
And then, yeah, I had like subsequent jobs at ASOS and um, at NITV, which is the National Indigenous Television in Australia, um, at Mashable, mm. still in Australia. And then it was when I was there that um, Sophia reached out again and said, like, I'm starting a um, media company for lack of a better word. (laughs) And I was like, I'm listening. So yeah, it just really piqued my interest and I checked out the site and I kind of realized um, that it was kind of, it wasn't just a book anymore. Like there was this real community behind it. It was like a brand. They were telling these really amazing stories. Um, They were just on Squarespace. Mm. Um, But it really felt like something um, that I could contribute to in a much more kind of like meaningful and for me, like measurable and therefore fulfilling way. Um, because I think there's a lot of amazing things about working for like a bigger media company, but playing like a key role in a startup was just mm-hmm. like, I couldn't turn down that opportunity. Yeah. So I was here like four weeks later. That's so cool. Yeah. It seems like all of those things really make sense as well, because I know that you guys are, you talk about tech. Mm-hmm. And you are kind of like a, a tech startup as well because you're creating things from the ground. Yeah. Was it, was it like your experience at Mashable, does that play into this as well? Yeah, I think so. Um, I was writing about, I mean, all kinds of stuff and, you know, editing stuff across our different verticals at Mashable. But um, I was that was the first role that I was like really paying attention to the tech world in a big way and talking about people doing their seating rounds and um, that kind of thing. So I think I did have like it was just kind of divine timing because I had this kind of perspective on what this could be. Um, I didn't really expect it to be like a typical media company where it's just like you have like a dot com destination and like that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I feel, you know, like a founder like Sophia like doesn't really put those kind of limitations on an idea either. So I feel like I could go in a lot of different directions and it's still so incredibly new. So it's really like rife with opportunity and we're just really like learning as we go. Yeah, it's yeah. so exciting. And also I feel like um, back in London, the thing that you guys have done that everyone talks about and everyone kind of uses as this example of the future is um, like the girl boss rally and then the mm-hmm. fact that you can buy the, the online content because obviously you want to see it in person it's like people who pay so much money to see a ted talk in real life because you want to be there but you'll also want to watch it online and pay for it and it's you you feel like it's worth something yeah like even personally i've watched um like speeches and panel discussions from the first rally which happened before i worked here and i've just watched them again and again because you just want to feel that kind of um you know, that inspiration, there's a lot of like knowledge in each one. They're kind of like bite-sized, but they really like pack a lot in. So I kind of love just being able to like go back and have them there anytime. It's um, something that like, yeah, I I love YouTube. I love mm-hmm. like video content in general. And I, I just like bookmark things like that to watch continually. So I can see the appeal for sure yeah. um it really appeals to me on like a personal level too yeah same mm-hmm. i if i get like really obsessed with people like at the moment it's emily weiss yeah um i mean that sounds really creepy but i go through <laughs> like people who i'm like i just need to watch everything you've ever done yeah every panel you've ever spoken on and it's like i will watch an hour of yeah. a youtube interview yeah but it's the same with podcasts i guess like i i would mm-hmm. re-listen to one if it was like packed full of 
interesting stuff. Yeah, yeah, I definitely have done. Yeah. Um, so I love that. I've always been, like, really obsessed. Like, when I find things that I like, I've been really obsessive in that exact way. Mm. So, you know, whether it's, like, a musician or, like, a writer, um, like, I just want to devour, like, everything that they touch. Mm. <laughs> and I feel like people have that with Sophia as well and you know I can totally see why um like I read her book in like 2014 I, I guess and I was like wow like you're so just you're someone like me like you're you've got like this kind of like mind that's full of ideas but you're also so human mm. um so yeah I, I think that I can see why it's so catchy I guess yeah, yeah. that's exactly how I felt when I read Girl Boss. I remember reading it I think in New York like I just went to a bookshop and it was there like, in the window on yeah. display it's everywhere yeah. and um, I felt like oh my god this is someone that just gets on and does it yeah. but also isn't afraid to say where she's gone wrong totally I love that yeah. and I love that about your the podcast that you guys do yeah. Girl Boss Radio so do you record that in here? Now we do, yeah. We used to go to, like, different kind of studio locations um, around L.A., um, but this is kind of ours now, so we're going to be in here a lot more. That's really cool, because I saw all the press around the fact that you guys are a network now, Yeah, and I thought that was really exciting. It's pretty cool, yeah. It's really nice, because from what I can tell, it's it's definitely the first, like, female network um, of podcasts, and, you know, obviously we want to keep it that way, so... um, yeah, that's really nice. We really wanted to grow it into a family where there's kind of something for everybody in the podcast space. Um, there's so many amazing podcasts out there, but it's like, like you say, it's like such an amazing platform to like disperse like knowledge and stories in a way that you like can't necessarily. I mean, it's different, but it, it, you can't necessarily do like what we're doing now mm. um, on like the front of a traditional newspaper publication like you just can't be this normal and real if you know what I mean that's the interesting thing about when like when I interviewed um, Rowan Blanchard for this podcast it like got picked up by Teen Vogue and like Refinery29 and like all these places and I was and it was just so like we didn't think that when we were talking there was no agenda yeah it's really nice yeah yeah and also if this was being videoed we probably wouldn't be like so relaxed hundred percent yeah <laughs> I, I yeah there's no way um so I, I really love the idea of a all women's um podcast network because podcasts are kind of I guess they're so young they're like not traditional and they feel to me anyway that there's so much more room to have conversations that like don't have as much like there's not, not as much judgment there's not as much like elitism they're very accessible um you know you feel like you're just listening to friends so that's kind of why I like doing it. That's kind of, yeah. Yeah. I didn't really like come to Girl Boss being like, I want to do my own podcast. Um, but when the opportunity came up, I was like, wow, like this could be something really interesting yeah. for me. Yeah. How did the it's idea scary. come around to kind of focus it on astrology and self-care? Yeah. Because those two words together, I'm like, I need this podcast in my life. <laughs> Honestly, like... Um, I was just asked, like, what would you make a podcast about personally? And I was just, like, blatantly honest. and was, like, self-care and astrology and, like, woo-woo stuff. Um, and I can't remember, like, how I worded it, but it was just, like, talking about self-care and, like, new age shit in a way that's just, like, shit-talking. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
because they're two things that I love and, and for <laughs> me like they're they're not mutually exclusive like I kind of got into learning about self-care just by like naturally reading about astrology and I guess like self-help in general um self-development like psycho spiritual namby-pamby like all of that stuff um they just go so hand in hand like I've never seen astrology as just like um the thing at the back of like the magazine like when I was young I like really studied like every profile of like every star sign and kind of like thought about like what are my strengths and what are my weaknesses and like I kind of saw it saw it in that typology way um so it's always been a part of like how I kind of understand self-development so it just kind of felt natural that's so interesting so I feel like um it's quite rare to be someone who came to it quite early I feel like now it's becoming more mainstream and also less embarrassing in a way to admit that you're into it because well it shouldn't be but it's especially in England like people just kind of roll their eyes a lot at stuff and it's totally. it's a shame because I, I love it yeah totally that's how I felt like I have always been into that stuff and I was never like talking to most people in my life about it like a few of my friends maybe but I had like you know like classic literature on my bookshelf in like you know my early 20s and like self-help books under my bed because I was so ashamed um and I think a big part of that is that they are seen as like so like they're very feminized and they've therefore they're kind of like very silly um I I know that the wellness industry um and some you know aspects of like the new age industry I guess if you want to call it are um you know exploitative like any industry um but I also think there's like a huge tradition in like Western culture of dismissing um, anything that goes against, you know, like materialist, rationalist, like white male thought. Mm. Um, and I think that that's just kind of continuing today. And I'm really glad that even though it might be a trend or not, um, I'm glad that people feel like they can be more comfortable talking about it and being like, yeah, you can judge me and say I'm stupid for believing that. Like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I was reading a book by the pool the other day. Um, it's by Rebecca Campbell. I don't know if you've yeah, heard do. of her. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I think um, she's Australian, actually. Is she? Oh, yeah. my gosh, she is. Yeah. She talks about leaving her job and flying somewhere from Australia, I think. Wow, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Light is the New Black. Yeah, and, I have um, and And, like, you know, it's a pastel-y coloured book and it's got mm-hmm. gold writing on it. And, I've, and I was like, no, I'm going to read this, like, mm-hmm. openly. And I'm not going to care if anyone's thinking that girl's reading, like, a witchy book. Yeah. Like, it's fine. Yeah, totally. That's, like, (laughs) such a new thing for me. And, like, when this podcast, like, was kind of announced and I started talking about it on Instagram, I was really self-conscious because I had made that decision to be, like, no, who gives a shit? Like, I'm going to... This is what I like. Um, But at the same time, I was... There was a part of my mind that was, like oh, people are going to be, like, oh, you know, mm. dismissive. Um, but what are you going to do? But then also <laughs> it's, like, The Secret is, like, one of the most read books yeah. ever, 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 isn't it? Yeah. And, like, on Amazon it's always up there. So I'm, like, people are reading this stuff. That's right. Maybe they're just hiding it away. Exactly. I know. I'd love to know, like, the amount of people that openly talk about that kind of <laughs> stuff and then the amount of people that are secretly reading it and believing it, you know. Um, yeah. I just think that, like, belief and faith in like stuff like whatever it is is like 
such a personal thing and there's like it's such a spectrum like I mean it's just like the infinite like possibilities of where you can sit in terms of like embracing stuff but then also believing it you know like people um embrace things and don't necessarily even believe them like all the time you know like for some people the religion that grow they grow up with it sticks around as a cultural thing but it's still a part of their life mm-hmm. um like when questioned they might not necessarily like say yes this is 100% what I believe happens when you die mm-hmm. <laughs> but that doesn't mean it's not incredibly valuable it's like a, a force that you can use to like to motivate yourself to just think about you and the people around you and your relationships in a different way like it doesn't really matter right like Myers-Briggs like they're all kind of things that for me they're just like um you know archetypes which is like a pretty like universally accepted like way of thinking about like psychological concepts and you can believe it in a more deeper way than that or not but like to wholesale dismiss is just kind of like I don't know. You guys, it sounds like you have a chip on your shoulder, you know? Yeah, because it's just all you're saying is here Here are some ways that you could maybe improve your thinking. And that's yeah. kind of what I get from when I go on Girlboss, actually, is kind of you have to really go in there wanting to make a bit of a change. Yeah, it's just really like you get out what you put in. Yeah, I did, um, I did the sound bath at the... Oh, yeah. um, what's it called? The Integ- Integratron. Integratron. Yes. And... Um, and, I, and my boyfriend was waiting outside. Um, I just I just went in and did it. And um, he was just like, how was it? And I was just like, if I tell you, it will ruin it. Yeah. Do you, do you ever have that with yeah. anything that you do? Like, yeah. how do you find that you keep some things quite private when you yeah. get readings or have, I don't know, meetups? Yeah, a lot. Because um, I just think there's only so much you can do with language to kind of like... Um, explain your experiences and like justify your beliefs Um, and as soon as you start kind of trying to do that people pick 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 you know Um, so I I think it is a really personal thing and you really can't like the other day someone asked me to explain like how the tarot worked (laughs) in my understanding and I was like well you know you could say this you could say that but also I don't know like I just feel like it does and like that's enough (laughs) you know so yeah um there's definitely things that I feel like I mean with tarot especially it's like mm. you have to be giving don't you Mm. because that it's it's not just here is the answer or here is the thing it's like you work together to get somewhere yeah exactly and if you have somebody who's just like sitting there with their arms crossed um being like prove it um of course they're not going to get anything out of it. Like, you really have to want to get something out of it, like anything, you know? Like, if you're kind of, like... Um, I mean, I can't think of, like, a good metaphor right now, so I probably shouldn't try. But um, I really just do think that you get out what you put in. It's just, like, any kind of, like, basic um, positive visualisation, you know? Like, if you go through life being, like, oh, I don't give a shit what I do for work then you're probably not going to get a good job, you know? But if you think, like, I want to get a good job, then you probably will work towards getting one, mm. you know? There's, like, the practical element of working towards it, but that doesn't mean that um, whatever it is, whatever intention you're holding in your mind doesn't play, like, a really important role. Mm. You know, the imagination is, like, what separates us from the animals and, like, why not just kind of, like, embrace the power of that? Um, and I think a lot of it is just, like, being too cool. Mm. to try (laughs) yeah so yeah 
Um, I think that's true. Mm. Do you um, have any tips for anyone listening who might want to get into um, astrology or anything beyond like the horoscopes in their magazine? Yeah. What would you recommend? I mean, there's a lot of like great resources that like more than ever like even just tumblr like the way that people are just sharing information and learning between i need themselves. to go back on tumblr i feel like i haven't yeah. i feel like i've had a break and mm-hmm. i forget it's still there because it's, it's it is good it's really good um you know like there's a lot of like um misinformation as well but there's a way of like communities on tumblr keeping each other accountable that's like really beautiful it is like a very diy like group learning experience um but yeah, I mean, like there's like books and, and podcasts and Instagram. I think like the biggest thing about learning about any of that stuff is like if people claim to know the truth, they like run away mm. <laughs> because, you know, I think the best people that are talking about or dealing in, you know, in a business sense, anything spiritual will always say, you know, they're perpetual students, there's always more to learn, there's always things to question. Like you should be able to hold up what you think to like rigorous questioning, you know, like you shouldn't be afraid to say that you don't know everything. Um, it's only when you kind of like see people that claim to that it it's a bit problematic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's nice that you say you keep it light because I think as well with me there's like a line between I will definitely go and get um, a tarot reading done but then mm-hmm. when I'm walking along here somewhere in LA and it says like psychic readings and stuff yeah I don't know if I want to know yeah like any creepy stuff about my future because mm-hmm. I believe yeah. in it yeah but I don't want to go down that route I don't think yeah prediction is like such a funny thing like I'm not like when I read, like sometimes I feel like there's things that uh, like point towards the future, but to have someone be like, at this age, like you're marrying a person who looks exactly like this, it's just bizarre and it really, I mean, again, it's kind of like, why not look inward? Like, why not look at like what you could be like doing and, and thinking about and practicing that can make your life better in a way that empowers you. Like if it's not about empowerment, it really is exploitation, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, I do love though that, you know, it is breaking a stereotype. Like you work at a really amazingly successful startup, but you're promoting the opposite of like being crazy, busy and stressed out and like, yeah. I think you wrote a newsletter called, was it about kind of time being like a luxury now? Yeah. And how we should make time for ourselves? Yeah. It's quite, if you think about it, that's kind of a very new thing. Most yeah. people and most CEOs and most successful women and men mm-hmm. would be promoting like the hustle 24 seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of maybe, well, it's not like a necessarily like a, a point of difference that girl boss like owns but we really want to give like equal weight to like work and and wellness as like a convenient shorthand way of saying it because you know like you're only as good as you feel and like why hustle if you feel like shit you know like you really need to feel good if you want to do good and vice versa um like the last thing like we need as women (laughs) is to um you know like put like more oppressive like pressure on ourselves um like we're trying to like not make those mistakes and 
you know, people like my mom, like I was born in like 85 and that was really like the, like the hustle and like you can have it all. And I just kind of feel like we need to really think a bit more holistically now. Yeah. Because you're not useful to anyone if you're like burnt out for years. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's really good. I, I do feel weird. Like I think one of the reasons that I felt so nervous about talking about this stuff openly with the podcast is that like I'm supposed to be like a journalist you know like I'm the editorial director of a place and I've always been like editing publications and trying to be super serious and super rational and like objective and obviously I still am all those things I mean I guess it's like any journalist of any faith like they can still do their job right but that was real tension for me because of the way that I felt like that it would be perceived you know Mm -hmm. Um, and I dare say, like, I worry about how it would be perceived by, like, a lot of, like, male colleagues more so than people here, mm. you know. Like, Sophia's written loads, hasn't she, about, um, like, how life isn't, like, doesn't snap into place, especially mm. when you're really successful on paper. Mm-hmm. Like, you can be on the front of Forbes magazine and still be, like, not sure about lots of things. Yeah, totally. Like, imposter syndrome is, like, so real and things just ebb and flow and especially when you're taking risks you know in work like you might like lose things like you might feel like you've lost everything and then you kind of have to start all over again and it's just going to keep happening and I feel like we've just been sold this idea that like you make it and then you're like ah like I can breathe everything's great from here on out it's like it's never ending (laughs) so true um, oh my god, I could talk to you for hours. So just lastly, mm-hmm. um, what are you excited about for the rest of this year and the future of kind of Girl Boss and also the podcast and yeah. just what are you? Wow. Yeah. I guess I'm just excited for it to reach like a new a new audience. Like we have such a great engaged audience now. Um, there are people that have been following like Sophia's journey, and then there's people that have come on board along the way. But we are still so small, and I just I feel like we just really want to like get to a new kind of place where we feel like our content is like better our audience is stronger like we're reaching the people that we know are hungry to find us and they just haven't found us yet so just kind of elevating what's already going on mm-hmm. um and we are launching a new website which is going to look really oh, beautiful are you yeah that's exciting yeah I'm is just, it just like a ramped up version or is it like totally different yeah it's just on a new cms and like it just looks really like rich mm-hmm. and beautiful and it'll allow us to kind of tell stories in like a much more immersive oh, way that's so, so exciting yeah i feel like it's kind of one of those things that having any web any any online presence you have to keep being mm-hmm. it's like blogging back in the day you know if yeah. you haven't updated that blog it's like what are you doing yeah it's, it's like there's <laughs> such a level of I don't know, standards. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, I mean, it's amazing that we've been operating on Squarespace this whole time. Well, that is, yeah, that is Squarespace, you can do a lot with that website. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, we kind of, we're at a point now where we're like, okay, like, we need a platform that works for us and doesn't feel like, you know, it's it's templated as much. Um, so, yeah, we've got these amazing people coming on board to help us with that. I'm really excited because I just love, like, visuals. Mm. Yeah, I'm excited just you saying that. Yeah. Because I love reading, but you want it to be presented in, like, a beautiful way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The magazines are so much better over here. I yeah. just went to Book Soup. 
Oh yeah. And that bookshop Where in West that? Hollywood. It's like I kind of been. it's quite well known for kind of author interviews and like you can go in there and some like massive name will be just like being interviewed to a small group of people. Oh, it's wow. really magical, but yeah. um yeah, I got Vogue and like some other things and it's just like it's way better. Yeah. <laughs> That's so interesting. <laughs> That's such a mean thing to say. Like <laughs> love you London. Yeah. Um but yeah, thank you so much thank for you. coming on my podcast. That was so interesting. And is it every week your podcast? Yeah, yeah. every Sunday. Cool. Sunday. Sunday's it Sunday's a good day for getting a bit of inspiration, isn't it? That's the only time I have to listen to podcasts. <laughs> yeah. And when you're like scared about the next day. Yeah. Having a bath. Procrastinating. Worried. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. For sure. Thank you. Thanks. Pleasure.